Hey y'all, you are with your host, Rebecca Ann, healer, priestess, and generational multimillionaire. And this is Healer Unleashed, a safe space where healers from around the world gather to share their stories, gifts, and wisdom. We open this space fully protected and held in the love. Let the healing begin. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone back to Healer Unleashed with Rebecca Ann. I'm so excited to have you here today with my beautiful mother, Jamie Fabick, who just wrote a beautiful book called Gaining an Angel. Um, it's available on ebook. And mom, welcome to the show here. Thank you for having me on. I feel very celebrity to be on with Rebecca <laughs> Ann here, my daughter. But Oh my gosh. Um, so much of the journey of since February the 8th, 2014, we've done it alongside each other, but a little bit differently. Um, and I feel like it's important for people reading the book that you understand. Yes, I, I wrote it from my experience, but there's a whole family who lost Helen and it's gaining angel. I and mean, I do feel like mm -hmm. I truly can say I gained an angel. I mean, I just, her presence is all the time. She's yeah. always around us and she's always <laughs> interjecting her Helenisms, which there's quite a few. I just, even since I've released the book, I've just felt such a necessary part of me wants to say that it's not just me, but Rebecca and her brother Jackson. Um, he was 11 at the time. Oh my gosh. She was in college. Yeah. I mean, we were this family and then all of a sudden we weren't a family. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. Within, yeah. Right. What it was two weeks? Yeah. Within weeks, within a month, then it all just happened so quickly. The crumbling happened so, so quickly. Um, but I, where I really want to start today is just by opening up this safe space for everyone who's on the live or you're listening on the podcast, on replay, whatever it is, just know we open up this space in so much love, taking a moment to just seal this space with so much white light and golden white light, knowing that you are held, we are held, we are protected in this space. And we honor, we honor the deep journey. We honor the journey of grief. We honor you and your journey through grief. And we're here um, just to share our rawness and that this isn't who's right, who's wrong. This is everyone just sharing from an open space, from an open heart. And from the bat right off, I wanted everyone to know that this is open, safe space. And also for you, mom, to know that this is open, safe space okay. for you to bring whatever it may be, the rawness, the authenticity. This place is the, the space I've created is all about honoring the light and the dark of the journey because we have to honor both. Right. Um, yeah. So we open the space in love. And the first place I wanted to start it, I started pulling quotes, y'all, from her beautiful book, Gaining an Angel. And, um, the first one I really want to start with, the way the book starts is around losing Helen, around getting the phone call and things like that. I don't want to go too far into that because that could be a rabbit yeah. hole, but I really just loved this quote that I pulled out here. It says, 
On the plane, I balled up and cried so hard, I shook. It felt as if my heart and chest had been opened wide and everything, every ounce of everything inside me was gushing out everywhere. I felt alone, I felt scared and almost childlike. I prayed for the power to disappear, to hide somewhere far away and deep enough the darkness couldn't find me. Rebecca and Kyle were there with me on the flight home, lost in their own pain. I never felt agony like that before. My whole body felt like an open wound exposed to air and salt. And this quote, I, it takes me back to that moment after when we found out Helen had passed away. Right. And we found out, yeah, she had passed on. And that quote, I think, is just such a beautiful moment of what it, what it really, I feel like you captured beautifully what it feels to find that news. Well, and even six years have gone by and you, she knows this, um, that feeling can come upon you at any moment. I mean, I can be in crowds, I can be around tons of people and feel this incredible sense of aloneness. Like I, you know, I can't, you don't have any grounding <laughs> now that I understand that a little more. <laughs> um, you're just, you feel like you're floating around and you, you're trying to find something to connect to because you're like, this is not good. I mean, the, it's just, it was such a scary, scary feeling. And I, that is one of my biggest hopes for this book for anyone who's lost anyone. I mean, there's so much love wrapped up in it. This book for me, for people to understand every feeling you're having is totally normal. Yeah. I mean, there's grief. I've always, I learned from an amazing grief counselor. Mine is not a straight line. And we have so learned that. Oof. Have we? All <laughs> of us. Yeah. And you can be okay. And then not okay. Not, you know, me writing this book and putting it out doesn't mean that Helen's birthday of October 4th coming this year, I'm going to be totally fine. Cause oh gosh, totally no. not. Totally um, not. And that is totally okay. And that's okay. <laughs> so this book is to allow why our society wants people not to feel, not to know what it's like, you know, but just, Oh, well, we're not going to talk about it or mm. we're going to just put it away and you should be okay. And yeah, you grieve. It's time to move on. It's time to this. And as a grieving parent, the biggest thing I just don't love to hear is, you know, time heals at all. And in time, this, and in time, I don't know. Uh, for me as a parent, it does not work like that. Mm. And I don't want to, I want to feel Helen. Yeah. I don't want to feel all of that. I can, I want to feel her and remember and, that's been one of the beautiful things I feel between all of us in this family. Um, we can talk about Helen. Yeah. Laugh about Helen. She drove us all batshit crazy. <laughs> she did, y'all. She'd drive you crazy, <laughs> kill her. And then five seconds later, we're like, oh, let's go get ice cream. You know? Yes. And I don't So I want, true. I want to, I love that. And so being able to share about her, talk about her, celebrate her, mm. um, I see her amongst so many of Rebecca and Helen's friends and Woad and all these. I see her little golden thread through everyone. And I know I talked about that in the book. 
Yeah, I see that little weave through everyone who came in contact with her. And as a as a parent, I mean, and I'm sure as a sister, I can't say, but you love seeing that. Yes, it's, it is. It's joyful and it's, it's beautiful. And losing, and yes, Helen's physical body, yes, she is not here and you long to hug that and you long to hold her, but... Uh, in our journey and things Rebecca and I have learned along the way and she's this incredible healer and there's many times she has lifted me up off the floor. I've lifted her. We've all, yeah, yeah it's a community it's, it's effort. A, <laughs> our family, um, yeah. words, prayers, support. Um, it's so true. My yeah. prayers in the book, I didn't just sit down one day and write those, those six years of journaling of, raw emotion just being in that space those and prayers are beautiful in the book if you haven't read the book there's many prayers over the six years journey since <laughs> we've lost Helen that my mom has written from you know right after her death up until now and there's prayers and it's beautiful for me to reflect on those prayers too because you talk about Archangel Michael and you you know and it's like you know our influence on each other yeah and how we were um, really opening up in that way. But I want to pull it back, back into this quote. Like when we first found Helen had passed away and that, that pain is very real when you first find out and how real it can be. And I just love this quote you have. You know, you, you just, on the plane, I balled up and cried so hard, I shook. Oh, yeah. I think so many of us can relate with us with that in grief. We cry so hard, we shake, yeah. right? And it's like that body shake. And it felt as if my heart and chest had been opened wide and everything, every ounce of everything inside me was gushing out everywhere. I felt alone. I felt scared and almost childlike. Yeah. I mean, beautiful words. The trauma can take you. The trauma of the news, the trauma of that moment. That moment. I mean, it's yeah. still forever. You can go to the space of it in two seconds and mm. our learning and healing and um, counseling and other mm -hmm. properties, modalities that we've, you can, but we can also be in it, but we can move out of it. We can yeah. learn. Of we've course. learned that we've learned yeah how to move through it how to move through it it doesn't just stay on top of us and it doesn't but i think we first have to honor it deeply yeah, yeah. Wow. and i think that's what i want to do here is just honor that it's honoring you us all of us all our of pain us. when we first lose someone and how real it can be and how deep the pain can be and i just love your words how you know like you know, and it says, Rebecca and Kyle were on the, on the plane with me on the flight home, lost in their own pain. I never felt agony like that before. My whole body felt like an open wound exposed to air and salt. And it's so true. We were together. All three of us were together when we found out Helen passed away. But each of us were in our own pain very much. It, you know, we came together as community, yes, but each of us very separated yeah and very our, separated yeah mm -hmm. in our in our own agony and i i just love your words here because i think it's true i prayed for the power to disappear to hide somewhere far away and deep enough the darkness couldn't find me and that's the part that i Oof. really want to talk about in the darkness of it because you my experience 
in this, I had to fight really hard to stay out of that dark place. I mean, you, that's real. It is real. Yeah. And it wants almost to consume you. And it was such a place that I knew I did not want to take myself. I didn't, I just wasn't going to go there. But let me tell you, it was constantly, I mean, sometimes it, I can't lie. No, it's, it comes around all the time. We you, went, uh, I know I've been there. <laughs> I know I try to drink and numb my pain away. Oh, drink, uh, travel, yeah. travel um, it away, hide. run away, hide away, drink it away, drink it eat, away. eat it away, exercise it away. Exercise it away. Y'all. Pretty much tried just about everything along. Yeah. <laughs> there is no man. Um, Me too. <laughs> but also, I know that I have to honor those parts because, yeah, and not judge or be harsh with myself because mm -hmm. I was just trying, we were trying to survive. Yeah, you are. You know, you're in a survival mode. Can you, and your body and your central nervous system and your adrenals and they're firing and you're, yeah, you know, you're gasping for air and you're like, you are. especially with no shred left of any part of normalcy of what I had known for yeah. and 26 it's, years. And it's like you talk in the years. book, y'all, she talks about, I think I might have the quote she says, it's like, it's like you split in half, you know, there was something in the book around splitting in half and it's like, yeah. you split in half. Yeah, yeah. And, mm -hmm. I, and I really resonate with that because I, I, I felt that too, like from the pain so deep, it's like, we literally like split in half. And it, it, it's so, yeah. And it's just so much. So I just wanted to take this time and just honor that for everyone here. Everyone who, yeah. Who's, who's had that pain. The pain and the word agony is just really, really a word I cannot, I've not used strongly in my life. Cause I mean, I have never known a true feeling of agony like this. Mm. I had, you know, grew up, I'm great family, great parents, I mean, you yeah. know, beautiful life. And it really was, it strips you of pretty much every, you were stripped down to the core. Like you, yeah, it's like a, it's a raw nerve. Like your whole body becomes just a raw nerve and you're, you know, yeah, it's, we've definitely, I'm, I'm proud of both of us. Oh my gosh. I'm so <laughs> proud of us. <laughs> And that we, you know, I've, again, I feel super, I just feel so strongly. It's just, I didn't do this all by myself. I, of course, the book, yes. Of course not. You can't do this on your own. No. I think that takes us to our, yeah. need to know that. Yeah, right? Other people, Ask, please. Reach out for help. Yeah. And, you know, find, I can't even, I mean, I had an incredible grief counselor for long time. She worked with all of us. Worked, we all went to her together. We went to her together separately. <laughs> we had it. I mean, we had it all. We've had healers, counselors, therapists, trauma therapists. I mean, name it. We've done it. Yeah. <laughs> I, because, and yeah. each step of the journey is another person who was a healer showed up in my life to help get me to the next level, to get me to the next. Healing. Exactly. And, uh, can't people you cannot do this by yourself no i know no. so many people reach want out to reach out find find your people who are here to help walk along this journey with you 
without yeah. Rebecca, Kyle, Jackson, I mean, camp, all of my family, y'all know who you are. <laughs> um, friends, close friends, close, just people just sending me a text, just saying I'm thinking about you was a whole entire game changer of in my day of the of these years yeah. just something to say hey, i'm thinking about you or just you know helen made me laugh today i remembered this or somebody sent me a funny picture and all the notes and cards and i mean i had this one really amazing friend and she wrote me cards at least almost up to three years after helen's wow death three and I, years after she would just send them every very randomly and she's precious and y'all you can't do it alone no. um but i want to segment us into this next quote i pulled into the book so we talk about the pain of losing helen and and your initial shock and how that felt and how your body shook and just that rawness um and the trauma and the pain that's associated with it and then this is the next quote that really stood out to me um, and this is on the funeral day on the day of my sister's funeral and my mom says in her book through all the services on the day of the funeral i heard the words people said to me but their meanings were lost i only heard a low buzzing in my head i don't think i blinked i don't know how my body kept upright because my muscles felt deflated i had to force myself to breathe how could i be present in this horrible new reality how could i hear the words helen is dead she's gone and even comprehend them. In five seconds, through a phone call, my heart, mind, spirit, logical thinking, feeling, hearing, all had been torn away from me. God and the angels step in. Oh yeah. Y'all, powerful. Take in those words. That is nothing. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't take myself back to that place every me too. day. And it was beautiful and all the people and yeah and not I mean I can especially the part where you know where all the girls from Ursuline sang yes there's a part in my sister's funeral where um, my sister and I went to the same high school Ursuline Academy in st. Louis Missouri and we have a um, school song you know go light your world and it was just so beautiful there was oh my gosh I could yeah. cry it was so beautiful, like hearing that song and they're all dressed in their, um, um, their dress for school and yeah. they got sweaters on and, and it was, oh. they're all set together and they sang it. And there was, I mean, it was a, it's a big cathedral. It's a so huge cathedral we were in. Huge. There was probably, it was big and it just, there was not one dry eye in the whole entire place. No. It's I can so feel amazing. it now. It brings me right back to that moment y'all it brings me back to that moment and hearing it it's it's beautiful with the love and there's so much love in it yeah there's so much yeah but that's the what i know is god mm -hmm. angels all stepping in because there's there's no that's what happened there's no human way to no you you talk about in the body like i i left my body oh 100%. I, I i floated above my body and i think that's what this you watch from above and it's like our energy it just pops you know we become dissociated from our body you know that we've learned through healing yeah and trauma healing i think that's what this quote is saying i only heard a low buzzing in my head i don't think i blinked i don't know how my body kept upright because my muscles felt deflated 
Yeah. That's so real. How I think back, how did yeah, we even how? stand? <laughs> yeah. How did I walk down this long aisle? Long We're in a basilica, like a huge cathedral, y'all. A Catholic cathedral. It's long, it's huge, it's grand. And how did we walk down that aisle? And like, how did we even make it? Yeah, it's there's when you know there's a whole big power greater than you holding you, walking yeah. alongside you because it's yeah. not possible. It, no, it's, it's not. And, and I just love that. And it, it is crazy. In five seconds through a phone call, my yeah. heart, mind, spirit, logical I don't thinking. I five feeling, seconds. I mean, yeah, a half a second. Yeah. All had been torn away from me, right? It feels torn. like it's all torn. You leave your body. You, you, it's like it's all torn from you and you just escape. You try to. You want to run so far away yeah. and you're trying to find it anywhere you can even i can use mm. an example even in now of my life today there still can be times where i've used words like where can i go where i can just take it off like i can just leave it there for a minute just unload just like like is there a dock yeah I can, just to um not the head, it's not heaviness. It's just, I can't, I'm trying to even trying the words right now. And recently we did a journey. We took, and we did spread some of Helen's ashes mm -hmm. and being in that space for the amount of time is the first time I think since Helen's death for me that I felt, wow, it was, well, I think because we were we all were there together to carry it Together, together but we were also present in our bodies oh yeah big difference from big difference years. between <laughs> six years ago when we're all dissociated um completely trauma. lost in our pain and in the in that trauma right to now we've done a lot of work. a lot of work <laughs> to get here and uh, you can't not do the work and i remember um, yeah was it sally that said my grief counselor said let me tell you with grief you can't go around it can't nope. go over it. No, nope. you can't go under it. You have to walk directly through it. Yep, and and, and that's true. We have to walk into the pain. You have to walk into, and it's we can't and, run. Okay. You, when you walk into the pain, you honestly have no idea what it is you're going to find. Yeah, and that's been another part of the journey. That could be a whole other book that I probably need to write. Right. Um, well, I want to pull it back because you were yeah. talking about the power, you know, you're talking about this heaviness though, that kind of like a, you hold it, this pain yeah. or this grief, you hold it. It's always kind of there, right? Mm -hmm. And with us, and you said in your book, and this is starting to get into the healing side, you know, we found out we lost Helen, we've been through the funeral, and now my mom is back in day-to-day -day life. Um, just her and my brother back at yeah. home, my parents were getting divorced. Uh, my mom had to walk back into house. our house where we lived as a family, but now was Helen was gone. My parents were getting divorced yeah. and it was just my mom and my brother. I was at college and I can't imagine the pain that that held for you. The pain and the... Your family is at one moment all fine and all together. And then the next moment... Gone. You shattered. I used shattered the in the book shattered because that's 100% what happened. And yeah. then, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> be smart, Angel, Michael. <laughs> Some um, throat chakra clearing going on. Yes. It's, it was, 
I write extensively, not super extensively, but it was one of the trauma moments to walk back into that house. Mm. Just Jackson and I, he was 11. He was young. We dropped Rebecca off at school because, you know, she was going on to go back to school. And yeah, I had to go I, back to college. I had classes. I was president of my sorority yeah. at the time. I had like my whole other life. And we dropped my mom and dad off in Alabama yeah. and everybody one by one got off the plane except me and Jackson. And we land in St. Louis and I get in the car to drive us back to the house. I was, I can remember not even, I was for sure not even in my body at the time. Another, oh, no. so the moments where the God, angels, higher power, 100% are carrying you, are yeah. guiding you, are holding you. And that is so beautiful. Those, This is the part that I feel so blessed in this journey to have experienced and know without a doubt, mm. in any shadow of a doubt, you can feel it. I can look back on it and just, it's so powerful. Yeah. I helps me to keep going forward but yeah that day was I just can't imagine I walk in and Helen's funeral flowers are still everywhere in the house there's the huge rose draping that was draped across her coffin laying on our dining room table her riding hat her crop her bedroom with her clothes splayed everywhere her hair in the drain her every just and now, you know, the pictures on the mantle of us as a family, of us hanging on the wall. I mean, what does yeah. that even mean anymore? What does it mean? Yeah, I just can't it was, imagine that pain. You look around, it's like life is unrecognizable. Very, and I didn't even feel at home in my own home. Oof, it was, that's real. I didn't even feel at home in my own home and it, or feel at home in your body either. No. Oh but my gosh. I remember um, thinking to myself, and I it was that night. But I have a very um, special, very amazing friend who has, she's now an angel and I lost her in this process, but or she passed away. Um, I remember um, her coming over because I just was crying because I didn't know one bit how I was going to do this or be there. And I knew I had to be there for Jackson. Like I knew I had to get myself together because I had to be there because I had two other children that, you know, were going to need me, especially yeah. Jackson. And I yeah. remember just crying and crying and crying and she came over. I think it was like two in the morning because I didn't want to go to sleep because then you had to wake up and then you had to relive it all over again. Like right. First year I never slept because I didn't want to fall asleep. You I'm don't want to relive it, y'all. You don't want to get up and you don't, the light of day was no. not comforting. It wasn't like it I remember. I would s just stay up and up and up. You and just stayed up. Yeah, because it's like if I fall asleep, I have to wake back up to the Relive. tragedy <laughs> of my life. Yes, it was pain. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the it's real. And just the uh, yeah, I, that the home was felt blank, felt you know. Of course, yeah. and, and just what a couple of days, however many days we were gone, I can't remember, but it was filled with like 250, 300 people who would come, come and were there and talking about Helen and <laughs> celebrating her spirit. And so, and then you're just there, you and then Jackson. It's just, you're by yourself. So that's another 
big thing when people lose other people and you know people who have lost a loved one. Yeah. You know, two weeks, a month, three months, that's when they, because daily life goes on. The world still kept on. The sun kept coming up. I, and I couldn't understand how it was all happening. Yeah. How, why was the sun keep coming up? Why did the moon keep coming out? Why yeah. is life still going on? Why are there still people, like you said, on that highway moving about life? Yeah. It's like how my life stopped and everyone else is still moving around me. Mm, that was, that yeah. was a really, really bizarre feeling is how is everyone still moving around me? Yeah. You know, cause I, I, you know, watching, going back and thinking about myself, even getting up or, you know, when people would come to visit talking or sitting or doing, or, you know, it's all staged. Like there was, like I said, like a computer chip had been inserted and someone was punching the buttons to make me do what I needed to be doing because yeah. it was not of my own ability. It wasn't. Yeah. The God and the angels step in. That's yeah. And I really want to transition here to the next part. So we've talked about the pain, losing Helen and then coming back home to that house and everything. And then we insert into the healing stage and you say in your book, and this is one of the places where my mom would go to heal. And she says, but the power of the chapel and its sacred safe spaces kept calling, calling me to come sit and soak in the nourishment of the Eucharist and the power of prayer. I could literally feel the power of the prayers of those praying around me, their words bold and full of conviction. I have no idea what, what they were praying for or the words being spoken, but my heart felt it and my entire being absorbed their strength. During these times, tears would roll down my cheeks, hot on my skin, but I would also feel some release from the pain and sadness. I felt safe and protected. My mind could rest and my heart stopped aching for a moment. Mm. Mm, I think that's so beautiful, y'all. She talks about my mom, you know, witnessing and feeling the power of prayer. Sometimes I think we, we disregard the power of prayer because you say in here, like I can literally feel the power of the prayers and those praying around me. Their words bold and full of conviction. And you didn't know what they were praying for. You didn't know what they were speaking, but my heart felt it. Yeah, you don't, I have no idea. I mean, yeah, in this chapel, and I always loved this chapel, even before Helen's death. I went there a lot. Two friends of mine, daily, I think when the girls were in eighth grade, we would all do, we'd get there a little bit before three and do the Divine Mercy Chapel together. So it meant a lot. The the chapel just meant so much because it's, I don't know, it was felt safe. Yeah. But the power of the people around me, I mean, these people, I don't, I don't know who I am. Yeah. But just being amongst that, that amount of prayer in one spot and you could just, I would just sit and stare cause I didn't know. I, I couldn't even form a word in my own head to pray. I was just like, I just know I need to be here again. This is where some of the darkness we, I discussed because yeah. I, whenever I could feel the darkness, like I was like, want to go to this really not okay place and be like, I can't do this. I can't, like, I can't, how? Yeah. The darkness thoughts it's come in. Darkness. And it, yeah. and it will, it just, it just wants to consume you. It's the part I'm still not sure, but it really, really. So I would go there because I felt safe because I felt protected because yeah. 
That's your first healing. It was, that's, that's healing right that there. That is a serious healing. You sat in the power of <laughs> prayer, yep. not even knowing what to say yourself, not even knowing what to pray, but you go there being held by others, by others' prayer. Yeah. I they mean, didn't even know they were healing me. Right. <laughs> Just how healing that really is. How um, the healing started. That's true. The healing started. Yeah. Long before you ever long knew. Before I ever knew. That's the one thing about writing this and experiencing this and going back to it all and really, um, really, really getting into it. You realize the parts are so important <laughs> they really stand out to you more when you go back and what was truly going on behind the scenes and that's that's the incredible part that's the part that makes me want to share it with others and yeah. share with people because mm -hmm. you know there is pain but there's also beauty on the other side of so much loss I can't oh I mean our relationship yeah transform totally and we haven't i mean we've had fights oh, we've had disagreements we've had sure. down we've been all over the map <laughs> yeah. um again this is real yeah it, it's not some picture perfect bs yeah I, some bullshit i i think that's so true because you talk about i didn't i don't have the exact quote but you talk about uh, in your book, how you, you had the quote around there saying like my hair at the funeral, like my hair was perfectly coiffed, My dress was perfectly pressed from the outside. Looking in, I was the perfect person. I had it all together. We were holding it all together, but what if a cave that like, how fake that was, how, I, you know, that's, that's real <laughs> yeah. from the outside looking in, it's like, Oh, her dress or her hair, all of these things look so perfect or they're still holding it together as a family. But that was just so far from the so truth. I mean, it. talk about a family that shattered. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, I mean, <laughs> we can laugh about it now, but it's like Ooh. looking back y'all, we were so far, so far from that. I mean, yeah. that, that's that fakeness or that highlight reel. But what was really going oh, yeah. on in the inside is us and our pain and then us each on our own journey. And I, I think that's just so important to speak through that mm -hmm. people may look put together or all these things, but on the inside, we're all fighting our own journey. Oh, yeah. You know, everyone, 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 every one of us right now listening and each one of us, we're walking our own journey. Um, and I just, and I just love how you talk about the power of prayer yeah. and that's your first healings right there is yeah. walking into that chapel, mm -hmm. being held by God, angels, other people, the prayer, just how healing it was for you and a place, a safe space where you could safe almost space. like lay down lay your down. cross, mm -hmm. like lay down your things, right? I definitely could go in there and lay down like it could, yeah, it felt I felt some release from whatever the pressure of like that elephant yeah. sitting on my chest. I could, and I could just be and be in the love. And I know I keep using that term, but it is a love. It is when people are praying around you or I get notes from people. Cause I did, I received lots of letters from people and lots of cards and <clears throat> I still go back and read those. So all of you who sent one and there were lots, 
I am yeah. so thank you because still to this day, you're still part of my healing journey, still part of inspiring me. I can remember reading. I mean, I have boxes and boxes. Oh my gosh. There's some, boxes. Some people at Helen's funeral, I didn't even know that well. Yeah. And they sent me and talking about how the homily, how the, not homily, but how, Just how the, whole, the whole service healed yeah. them. Bishop Rice. And, or how others have healed through Helen's passing too. Well, that's been a really big one. How other people have. They, you embark on your own journey when grief happens, you know? Yeah. And I think that brings us to our next modality you, heal, you use to really begin healing. Um, and this is from my mom's book. And this is another quote. She says, the hills in the park distracted me from being inside my own head and fog. Those hills woke up the numbness in my body. It was like, hello, you are still in the land of the living. It helped me notice nature and be with living trees and flowers and hear others talking and laughing. I think that's so beautiful because along your journey, you talk about the chapel and being able to just be safe in there, but also about the hills in the park, going to Queenie Park. And if you're in St. Louis, you know that, but it's a big park in St. Louis. And um, the nature. Yeah. And it's just filled with trees and some people ride their horses in there. Even it's, it's a huge park and just gravel roads and pathways. And you're just surrounded by birds and nature. And I just love how you talk about that. <laughs> How the, the hills in the park distracted me from being inside my own head in fog. Those hills woke up the numbness in my body. The numbness is... The numbness. Very real. Yep. And, you know, again, this is over time. This doesn't all happen in one day. This doesn't all happen in two days. I mean, mm -hmm. this is... And also, my desire. You know, I, don't even, I didn't even know I had it, but I was like, oh, there's, you know, my body you wanting like I don't know wanting you're like I know there's a better like this I can't stay in this I want to you want to feel and feel again like I want to feel again oh my gosh that was oh. yeah and it's like I, I love how you talk about that because you know when we lost Helen I feel like we all definitely just I definitely dissociated from my body I know you did too you fly out of your body and it's like those hills woke your numbness up if you walk pointy you know <laughs> yeah it's got a lot of hills but I just love how you talk about nature and those hills <laughs> brought you back into your body bit by bit, bit by like, bit. hello, like I am here. Mm -hmm. I am coming back. Like you could I am strong. I do have strength. I can do this. It was the belief in yourself too. Yes. And yeah. the, also what I noticed is, you know, cause we walked literally every day. It was, it was cold and everybody who knows me knows I hate the cold, but <laughs> you're witnessing the process of nature, you know, in the fall, the leaves are falling off trees and they're dying and this, and it's just beautiful. And then mm -hmm. you move through winter. And then when spring would come around, I can always, you see the little bitty grasses coming up and the little crocuses and the little flowers. And that was what yeah. reminded me life. This is life. Look, yeah. this is growing. It, it's mm. growing. Yeah. It, you know, it was a huge reminder huge reminder about life and mm. I was and I am here and I am living and and I will you know Helen was very much you know kind of she she can be a loud angel and she's like mom <laughs> you're alive you got even she's still telling me to this day yeah live your life live live don't just, live you know for I mean in a long time we all just 
I mean, I did exist. And I, oh, yeah. You can still kind of fall into that sometimes. And you really, mm -hmm. I'm much quicker to bring myself, you know, get back in alignment. But sometimes that's real, right? That numbness of just mm -hmm. existing yeah. rather than living. And that's just not from losing a loved one. I mean, there's trauma. There's people. A lot of different things. A lot yeah. of different things. And um, that's a real thing too. But that's a journey in itself. Just for the walking and my the girls, you know, it was just like, okay, I got to show up. Yeah, she was not gonna let me not show up. Yeah, she had um, beautiful friends <laughs> and a beautiful angel who every day would walk with you in Queenie yeah. Park, and those women just kept showing up. So then yeah, you had to I keep had to showing up. up, and it know, gave you something to look forward to. It gave something. me a purpose, and they yeah. they're laughing, and then finally I was like, okay, well maybe I can laugh too. Yeah, and we cried, we laughed, we cried, we did all of those things, and but. The healing part of it, and I still, when I go back to St. Louis, I have to go to Queenie. I mean, in the sunsets, I would sometimes go two, sometimes three times yeah. a day. It just depended on where, yeah, you know, my head would take me, or because you know that's that's real. It is, but I just love how you talk about that numbness in the body because no. I know a lot of us listening right now can really resonate with that numbness in the numb body out. and want to numb out, mm -hmm. want to jump out, want to escape. Um, but how those hills or how that exercise, like just getting, feeling back into our body, right? That embodiment, bringing our energy back in, walking, biking, watching a sunset. Like, yeah. remember, we are in the land of the living. In the living. land of life. Yeah. Just living. And we are living. To, it yes. so brought me to a place to appreciate something so simple like that. Yeah. Just a beautiful sunset or mm -hmm. the trees losing their leaves. I mean, I can remember, but all like, before Helen passed away, oh, it was a nuisance. Like, you know, all of that kind of stuff. I didn't, I had, it's just made me appreciate every moment, every memory, every, and hold on to and to celebrate. It's just, it's been, yeah. I, I, it's been beautiful. And I think I really want to transition into one of your prayers that you wrote. And I think it's really, this is a prayer she wrote to um, Mother Mary. And I think it's really beautiful how this is where you can begin to see how opening this grief and this loss and this journey began open, opening you up mm -hmm. um, even to more spiritual sight, mm -hmm. to seeing and feeling Helen, praying to Mother Mary, feeling Mother Mary yeah. and things like that. This is the prayer she says, um, that my mom wrote in her book, Blessed Mother, enfold me in your arms, kiss my tears away. You know the pain of losing a child. Heal me enough to where I can keep loving and supporting my other kids and give myself fully to them. I want Helen to myself. I want to be with her in my dreams and spend my days talking to her. Please help me extend my love to others. I need Helen to know every day that I love her. And I just think it's so beautiful that you began praying to Mother Mary. Because oh, I knew she knew what it felt like mm. to lose a child. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah. <clears throat> who else more powerful? Who else more powerful? I, yeah. And I can remember sitting too and just envisioning her wrapping me in you know, mm. her arms and being in yeah. her mantle. Because your days of that, you're alone. Yeah, I was, I just felt so alone and I would be so 
scared and that's a place I don't I just I don't want to see other mothers other fathers other sisters brothers mm. it's, it's it's not this is hard and it's scary yeah um it is i just think it's so beautiful you turn to mother mary and i feel like that's when your your spiritual sight you know really began began to come online too i mean you said like i would imagine mother mary just wrapping me in her grace <clears throat> in her love and her compassion and her grace you know and that that is so real and i think that's where grief and this journey can really begin to open us up you know, really begin to open us up to spiritual sight, to seeing and feeling the Blessed Mother, Mother Mary, yeah. to seeing and feeling Helen, feeling her presence around you, feeling her all around you, you oh, know, yeah. and, and for mm -hmm. me too. Yeah, I, we, I mean, it just opens your spiritual sight up so much. And you can't, you can't force it. No, you can't <laughs> force it. Oh my gosh, that's so true. <laughs> I can remember that too and <clears throat> being upset about that I couldn't hear Helen or I, you know, I was just like, or see Helen, I, you know, you're just like, where did you go? Yeah. Where are you? And, yeah. um, <clears throat> have a lot of that, uh, yeah. still mother Mary. I mean, and I also have to say a lot of that. My mom gave me a lot of that. Mm. My mom, instilled a lot of you know she would talk about it and also that's another part of this is my mother um such a part of me that i love her so dearly but you know as a mom you know she gave birth to me and then she had to watch me lose you know i lost helen my child and like so i think about her a lot and her pain and I pray for my mom a lot because you know how much I love Rebecca when she has kids I can't imagine me having but uh, you know right that's, that's so much to for a grandmother <clears throat> you know to lose her grandchild but then see her daughter the pain. in so much pain and there's nothing she can no everybody doesn't have the perfect words i don't have the perfect words for someone else yeah and she couldn't just take it away from you you can't no. just make it better you just and as have mothers to, that's what we want to do yeah we want to you know we want to help we were like okay what can i do to help i mean my mom was there when helen was born my mom was there when rebecca was born so it's you know it, when a yeah. grief hits a family it's not just Rebecca and I, Jackson. No, 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 no. It goes everywhere. There's a ripple effect of it. The family, the community, the, community. The, the high school, the grade school, the every place that hits every corner, every part, and beyond that. Mm -hmm. And yeah. affects people. And, you know, but everybody, lots of people have their own healing journey. And for sure. And I just, I that's just, why I felt the book was important. I've had yeah. quite a few people tell me after when they read it, they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't really understand your how day to day. I wish I could have been there, you know. And I wish, and I always I'm saying to everyone, you were there. You might not have been sitting right next to me, but I know the people that are praying for me, who love me, who love yeah. my family, and who have been mm -hmm. there for us. It's it's huge. It is yeah. a healing, people. 
just when you think of a family that you love that's lost someone or any part of it and just acknowledge a huge healing you are healing someone you are helping beyond yeah just so you know no just yeah everyone to take into account like you are helping heal people yeah just with your words and prayers and everything and i just think it's so beautiful like once again just how the grief really um tore us both apart but at the same time opened us up, up at the same time so much to um, seeing with more spiritual sight, like I said, seeing Mother Mary, Archangel Michael. Archangel Michael. I worked, yeah, we started working closely with Archangel Michael, or some of y'all may know Saint Michael, Archangel Michael, however you want to call him. And still do. Still do. Oh my gosh, so a part of the protection. Mm -hmm. so, you know, I would pray, Archangel Michael, please, please protect me. And I know in your book, over and over, you have these prayers to Archangel Michael to please protect us. Pre please hold us. I get Jackson up, metal to carry in his pocket. We've yeah. Had like carry that, that, that strength with us to help hold us through this. And, and from there, I, I worked really deeply with Archangel Raphael, who was a very healing Archangel. Um, I don't know if you've worked this with Raphael as much closely, as... but I know I did. It's Mary, a physical healing archangel. And I think it's beautiful how Raphael. this, mm -hmm. yeah, a little bit. I know you have, but how this, this loss really opened us both up to the healing, the healing, the modalities and how you said at every point along the journey, God brings you mm. The modality you need, whether that was talk therapy or just sitting in a chapel receiving prayers, Walk prayers, apart. <laughs> walking a park, and then next, you know, going to a therapist and starting to work through the pain, you know, and even beyond just talk therapy. Um, yeah, you know that we've. I mean, my grief counselor in St. Louis was uh, was incredible, and she, I mean, walked me through every first after Helen passed away and you know and she would lay it out and she would prepare me she would be like okay well this is what's going to happen you know this is what it could look like so I will and that helped some of it Murphy the shock not quite be so much because she would we would talk through it as yeah so you went through were coming you went through talk therapy and then also in the book you talk about how you were going to um a massage yeah emotional to yes. release the emotions out of the body like massage to help release the emotions out mm -hmm. which took you even further and deeper right yeah she also was a medium so mm -hmm. she could do she could it was, it was, it was a massage to rid the emotions and also connect to Helen. Yeah. So it was, yeah, she's amazing too. Yeah. And then you talk about just these different modalities that have been placed along your path along the way to help you to heal, to help open you up to your own spiritual sight, to open you up to your own, yeah, your sight, mm -hmm. which I think is really strong within you. I think. Have, My imagine. mom has a tendency not to admit to it, but she actually has a lot of um, spiritual sight, you know, a lot of being able to see angels and Helen oh, yeah. and archangels mm -hmm. and things like that. And I think this grief is what opened us both up really to that. And I look back and I laugh because Helen was, my sister passed away, Helen was 
she's very sensitive y'all and yeah she could see she the saint the saints and the archangels she was she drew pictures she drew pictures and, and she was very very um a spiritual and, yeah. and very much had that sight i can't yeah remember the whole remember the mother mary almost like she had that helen always had weird little tchotchke things <laughs> was like it was like on her window yes at uh -huh. 1945 yes uh -huh. and you know she had this holding of mother mary at her ages and she was i mean really how old was spiritual. she at like eight she was probably eight yeah and she has mother mary hanging from her window and it's like i look back and she was so sensitive and had such a a, a spiritual sight to her mm -hmm. and i was like wow she had this and when Helen passed away, I was like, I, I, I know I have this too. And I think on your own journey, you did too. Uh -huh. And Helen though, Helen was such the type, she wasn't afraid to admit like, she was like, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know, she wasn't guarded about it. Yeah. She, no, she wasn't. But I think that's also what led to a lot of her yeah. trying to numb her pain because she was so sensitive. She was super. She was a super sensitive child. You know, was some people might see like an indigo child, which is very sensitive children born um, who just have a lot of psychic gifting. And Helen was definitely one of those sensitives mm -hmm. and she numbed yeah. with um, first alcohol and then drugs and opioids and things like that. So... I think it's just so beautiful how Helen, she's not here anymore, but, but through her passing, she helped us to open up to our gifting. Like it was almost like you're going to need this. You need to understand. Yeah, exactly. This, this what how it is. you're going to, this is how you're almost going to heal yourselves and then hopefully you can help heal others as Rebecca has <laughs> but as you've done too you yeah. know we all do it in our different ways yes I've mm -hmm. come into different healing gifts and really um spent a lot of my time um really humbling myself in my healing gifts and learning more about them and developing them and things like that but it didn't start without Helen oh without Helen opening me up when she passed away, she had, y'all, she had crystals in her room and she had a huge amethyst in her room. And, and salt lamp. And salt lamp. Or any of that. And she had crystal books and Tai Chi books. And like, she was very much spiritual mm -hmm. and super. And, and into the different modalities, which was so beautiful. And it's because that helped awaken me to my gifting. Yeah, so that's your... That's, that's definitely where, a big path. A hundred percent. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. where I started. I remember you afterwards taking some of the books. Yeah. I we still have them. through Helen's drawers after she passed away, and we were just like, oh my goodness. Yeah. She had so many, so many insights. She and did. It Helen, was beautiful. Yeah, and I have I've said this several times before, and it is a very powerful it stirs a lot within me and I feel very blessed that um I mean obviously that God chose her dad and I to be the parents of the you know he knew the plan he knew what was going to happen mm. and I feel like okay well he gave this child to us how lucky yeah and that's how I truly see it how lucky am I that I was her that I'm still her mother I learned, you know, at a mom's weavings, uh, I went on a retreat with other moms who lost children. And let me tell you right there, that's some power when you're around a group mm. full of mothers who have lost 
their children. Yeah, it's powerful. Power. If you're lucky enough to be in the presence of a mom of, I don't, you know, I'm not a dad, so I can't, I mean, I give dads a lot of honor, but we are some powerful warrior-ass women. Yes. Yes. <laughs> claim that. <laughs> some warrior women. I have a big group of them. And um, of course, we all don't see each other, but we, you know, we're always in contact somehow. We have, there's definitely a strong bond between us. Yeah, of course. They are, and they, that was another time where the first time I felt normal, because let me tell you, when you lose a child, you don't, when you go out in public, and that might've been just mine, but I, they backed me up on it. You, it's hard. You don't, you don't feel normal around it. You just yeah. feel, yeah. You feel like, you know, people are staring at you or. Yeah. You feel separated. They're like separated. Sure. I mean, I think some people think, oh my God, if she lost a child, I can't be near her because it's contagious. I kind of had some of that. And <laughs> For sure. It's true. Or people don't know what to say. So they almost. Say. People don't say. So they like turn the other way. So they a lot of, yeah. Turn the other way. And it's not out of, because they didn't. No. It's because of their own pain. And, it's painful. Yeah. And it's painful. But these moms, they that weekend I finally we all were like oh my gosh we feel we're we're normal we can, yeah we can say whatever I've had to really sometimes felt like I had to censor what I was saying around other people mm. because I was more aware of their feelings than my own and Ooh. I don't want to create and make people feel uncomfortable or yeah I mean and we all talked about that how oh gosh I can say whatever I want because all yep. of y'all get it and you're not gonna freak out or Exactly. Yeah. I think that's so big because you're right. You start to censor. You start to censor yourself. Yeah. Oh, I can't, I can't feel this darkness or this numbness right now with these yeah. people. The first time someone asked me how many children I have. Oh, I, yeah, that's the hardest question. Yeah. Like, to um, this day, I, I don't like, I, I it's always three. uncomfortable. <laughs> three. And now I'm comfortable. Now I'm like, Oh, one's an angel and the other two are here. I mean, now I'm totally fine. And it took me probably what do you think? Maybe two and a half years to admit Helen died of a overdose. O overdose. Probably. Opioid overdose. Yeah. Yeah. That took a really long time for me to say it to yeah. other, than other than my family. Um, and that was, I mean, and it needed to be said. Yeah. Cause it's, it's the, the truth. truth and the truth, truth and authentic. I'm not, you know, yeah, I don't want, I don't ever want to think that I'm going to try to hide behind it. Um, Helen was not this perfect little princess child. <laughs> no. I mean, she drove me nuts. Y'all, yeah, she was nuts. And I loved her. I mean, a lot of people see a Like, a lot of people thought the front of the book was me. <laughs> we do no. look alike, but not me. No, it's Helen. not. Yeah. Um, um, but she was she was this beautiful soul still is this still is incredible and has really guided us on our journey mm -hmm. into awakening, awakening even more awakening to our spiritual and we'll side oh yeah y'all this doesn't stop this, this doesn't is stop. a in this moment it's up to this moment and, and beyond but oh helen has really opened us up to spiritual sight um and we're yeah. kind of winding down our yeah. time here and stuff and but i still have two more things. There's, there's poems. My mom writes some poems in the book that are about my sister that are so beautiful. Um, so first, if you have any questions live, please post your questions. If you have any questions for my mom or myself, 
please post your questions live and we can answer them. Um, and as y'all post, I'm gonna read these two little poems that my mom wrote that I thought were just so beautiful to describe my sister and I just kind of wanted <laughs> to share them. Um, so ask her questions away as I read this. It says, she looked beautifully out of place like the moon during the day. Her eyes danced like the moon's reflection on the water at night. She now resides in my soul, healing the hidden pain, lovingly holding me and whispering, it's okay. As I rest inside her wings, she nods and says, mom, you are going to be all right. Mm, and that was a beautiful poem to uh -huh. write that I had yeah. to feel that mm. and there are a lot of times I didn't think I was going to be all right but yeah you have yeah. to you can't write these things without actually I can't without feeling that mm. and I knew at that because like, I can remember Helen um I can see I I very much am, I can definitely see yeah helen of course um, you can it's more in certain places it just depends but i can just so vividly like i could paint that picture probably and i'm not an artist yeah i can paint it because it was so clear the vision of her holding me and she's like mom it's gonna be all right you're gonna be all right you're going you're going to be all right and yeah you know how do i argue with an angel <laughs> You know, so beautiful. So it, it was so powerful, and I can still, in my mind, just see it still to this day. And I was like, "Thank you." I just, yeah, I just love that. Yeah, lovingly and holding me and whispering, "It's okay." That was as I rest inside her wings. She nods and says, "Mom, you're going to be all right." Yeah, I love that. I think that's so so beautiful, y'all. Another poem she wrote. Um, about my sister. This is this is it. Stars light up in the night sky. I see you dancing among among them. The stars are diamonds and you make them shine. Oh, hold on. The stars are diamonds. You make them shine. The light in your eyes, the gorgeous sea of blue. They speak to me. They shine for you and take me to our special place. Our special place is a place only you and I know. We sit and talk and I hold your hand and you tell me you love me and I say I love you more. The conversations and times only we shared, I treasure them so deeply in the depths of my soul. I will never tell our secrets. I will forever call you mine. The stairs to heaven I can't wait to see because their presence will mean I'm closer to seeing you. Yeah, that's, you know. So beautiful. And there is, it, it does exist. There's a special place, Helen and I go. And yeah. only Helen and I know. Of and course. And they, I'm sure she has that. I mean, everyone who knows her has it with her. And um, she's just powerful that way. Yeah, I just love this. Because it, it just feels so real. You know, I think your words are so real. Again, like I said, you can feel with every beat you writing this, you know? And, and the stairs to heaven, I will the stairs to heaven i can't wait to see because their presence will mean i'm closer to seeing you i, I know i've i've felt that everyone who's felt grief has felt that yeah and you beautifully put it into words something that i don't think i could describe you know it, it's so beautiful because 
I think so many of us in grief have felt that like when oh, we yeah. go to heaven, when we go to the stairs or heaven or whatever you believe or see, you know, you're closer to seeing that person again. Mm-hmm. And that, that's like what keeps me going that's sometimes. A lot of the times. <laughs> Let's be real here. Yeah. I mean, I have said to myself several times, I'm like, why don't you get the easy way out? Like, I know. We're here. We're here on earth here on trying to make it. We're healing. We're both in trauma healing, you know, EMDR. A lot of trauma. EMDR. A lot of trauma. Uh, work. A lot of healing we were doing. And it's like, <laughs> sometimes I feel it's like Helen almost got like the quick way out or the easy yeah. way. You know, whether that's true or not, but sometimes it does feel like that. Sometimes it does. Honoring that. And honoring and uh, being able to say it and us creating a space to say it. You know, we all. Yeah. And that's what uh, has been a lifeline in this journey for me um, is being around people who allow the safe space. Yeah. To talk about Helen, to share the grief, to share the laughter. Because there's yeah. tons of it. There is. She's she was fun and she was funny and she was crazy and I mean fiery. I, we miss her energy of her physical body here on earth because she was yeah. just so you know, but we all can channel her. I mean, I've definitely heard my son when like literally is open, you know, his mouth will open and it's like she said it, and I was just like, Yeah. You know, like she Yeah. She still has, she does still has her ways. And I just think these poems you wrote are so beautiful and perfectly put into words what so many of us in grief um, feel, but you're able to take it and translate it um, into words and to 3D. And that's a gift. gift. That's a gift. A hundred percent. It's a gift. It's hard for me to acknowledge that it's a gift. It's, it is a gift and I can't. It's one I do not have. I hope that everyone enjoys them and that you feel the power of them because it's, that's just the truth. And it's, yeah, you know, there's, but you know, I hope everyone sees the beauty in it too. As hard as it is, the, some people are like, Oh, reading the first couple of chapters, but, um, uh, I'm sitting here. I'm upright. Rebecca is sitting here. Yeah. We are. We're on our thri- journey. We're on our journey and, and thriving now. Thriving. And I would not want to miss any part of how no. I got here or where I'm going. Mm-mm. Um, us, you know, Rebecca and I have spent a lot of time together. We've traveled a lot together. Yeah, we have um, traveled a ton together. You know, uh, there's so much and it means creating the memories. And that's the other thing I've said to other people who ask, um, I'm like, create memories because they're not going anywhere. Yeah. You have the memories. You can always get into the memory. You can you always can go into the memory. Go into the memory. And it yeah. means create the experiences with your families, with friends, with, you know, with meaning and depth. Cause you're always going to have that. Yes. That can never, you know, be taken away at all beautiful beautiful you know with like with the kids now Rebecca and Kyle are married and all of the joy that comes with that is so beautiful and it was and I was concerned when that was coming around I was like oh my gosh you know my sister my cousin Kama my sister-in-law Kathy Cheryl all of these everyone knows how much I was like how am I going to do like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to watch? To do my life? wedding. Yes. Yeah. Watch. That's a whole other podcast. My daughter, I had two daughters getting married, hopefully. <laughs> Helen. 
we don't know. We don't know. But Rebecca getting married, I'm like, oh my gosh, how do I do this? And it yeah. was the most. It was a step by step. There was a lot of step. There were healing. Tears. Yeah, a lot of tears, a lot of laughter, a lot of healing what? through. Yeah. Um, my wedding, but that's a whole other. That's podcast. a whole other podcast. But uh, episode we could the do. Point being is like family and being raw and vulnerable and being yeah. able to share. And it's just, you, I'm just blessed to have a safe space with so many incredible people. Yeah. Friends I consider family who allowed me and uh, she can speak for herself, but have allowed me the space to mm. heal and to be raw. Yeah. And made me feel comfortable and loved and supported. I mean, feeling loved and supported is... I've really, I've really, really come to. Um, that takes time. That's a whole other thing too. <laughs> Stepping into receiving the love and oh, the yeah. support. That that's another. That's a whole other. other journey we've both been on. I'm still on very much. It can be hard, but um, there's just been some beautiful feedback from the book and everyone oh, just gosh. saying they love every chapter and they love the poems. And Thank you all for the support. Too. Yeah. I really, really... It, that's the part that makes it so worthwhile is just that some it's, it, it's a healing that yeah I know it's hard I know it is a difficult it's, it's a little bit of a heavy subject but it's real yeah what happened it's very real it's very real um and we're with you on your journey so, too we're yeah. here to honor you and your journey also and um I just thank you for being here today yeah, with me mom me. and I will always i you know, I love <laughs> to help. I, I feel called to just be a yeah, service with it. Just be of service with it. And that's, that's what we're going to do. So thank you for being yep. here and writing your beautiful book, Gaining an Angel. <laughs> if y'all would love to read it, you can find it on Amazon. The book is called Gaining an Angel by Jamie Fabick. Um, you can also reach out to me and I can get you the link to get it. It's on ebook now, but it's soon coming in paperback. Also, that will also be found. You can find it on Amazon, but get it now on ebook. Um, and just so you know, all you're going to be making a donation, donation. to Shatterproof. Mm -hmm. um, so we're putting we're putting that together now. Yeah. So There'll be more coming about that. Yeah. So um, uh, you're going to be making a big donation to Shatterproof, which is pretty much a nonprofit that helps um, people get it, educate people uh, opioids. on opioids and also just get treatment and get help. That's the goal that they need. So it, just so you know, you're that's that's where the contributions are going. It's gonna be donated to a really cause close to our heart in a nonprofit called Shatterproof. Um, and yeah, thank you for being here today, Mom. Go get your book, go get Gaining an Angel. And I hope you all have a beautiful day. Thank you. Bye guys. Thank you for listening to Healer Unleashed. If an episode has resonated with you or moved you, please feel free to leave a review. Your feedback and words mean so much to us. And I just want to say thank you for being here. Thank you for showing up for this work. I honor you. I value. I see you. I love you. Have a beautiful day.